0: This week, how to navigate negative friends and family who see your RV adventures as nothing more than a poor life choice. Plus, you join the discussion as we highlight a few comments from our recent WWE smackdown of motorhomes versus towables. (laughs) This is RV Miles.
1: RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every LL Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit llbean.com to shop now. LL Bean, be an outsider. Welcome to episode 210 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason.
0: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America since 2016 on one epic road trip. Here at RV Miles, we talk about everything from lifestyle and destinations to industry news, our national parks, and so much more.
1: We're on the road folks we are in <laughs> we are in our new RV which is nice very very nice we've only been four or five nights in it. Oh, something like that. Something Who like knows?
0: that. I've lost track uh, at this point. But we are recording inside of it for the very, very first time. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you are getting a view of my coffee bar. And if you're not watching on YouTube, that's wonderful. We're glad you're here. Imagine the coffee bar of your dreams.
1: <laughs> We're in the Kansas City area. We're about to
0: I don't even know how to describe what we're about to do we're about to t- we're about to
1: hightail it to Colorado uh to the western side of Colorado very very quickly uh we are coming up however between when this episode comes out and the next one mm-hmm. we will have celebrated oh stop your birthday Jack's yes. birthday yes and our five year. Nomadiversary. Yes. Our fifth year on the road.
0: It's amazing how quickly all three of those things weren't they just here like the other day? Didn't I just have a birthday? I don't know how I've gone around the sun already (laughs) again but yeah we have a really big week coming up and it's exciting because we're going to actually celebrate all three of those. I think we'll be in the Colorado Springs area but before all of that can happen We have to do an awful lot of driving. We
1: do. We do. Uh, It'll be fun, though. I mean, other than the the trek, we love you, Kansas. But Mm. the drive across you on the interstate is something else.
0: Mm. It's long. Although, I will say we did have one time. Do you remember when we had the bus and we were driving through Kansas and we hit all that fog and we could hardly see in front of us? I mean, we couldn't actually see in front of us. I... I ended up driving the minivan, you were driving the bus. That didn't feel very flat.
1: No, that's that. that and, and Kansas awful. isn't known for its fog either. <laughs> no. I, I mean, people from Kansas might chime in here and say, Oh, yes, we are. But I had never heard about Kansas fog before. And we had some nasty fog through Kansas. Those and days. rolling but,
0: hills. And two things we were not <laughs> expecting on that drive.
1: I'm guessing with the temperatures right now, we're not going to be experiencing any yeah. fog. It is no. hot, hot, hot. As a matter of fact, we were planning to stop at a harvest house between here and Colorado Springs and I think we got to nix that because it's Mm going to be 96 degrees that day and we we got our little generator we got the old generator that we used to have with the bus back and it's a little guy and it's not going to run an air conditioner
0: yeah no we're not we're We're definitely getting a campground we are going to be taking our towable through Kansas which maybe this segues us into our little topic for this part of the show so
1: today we're going to talk about uh some negative thoughts that, that other people might have about your RV journey, especially full-timers. There's a lot of people that deal with that. But first here to start off the show, we wanted to talk about, we did a video a couple of weeks ago on sort of motorhomes versus, versus towables and mm-hmm. all the differences that you might want to think about when you're thinking about buying one of those what is best for you. And there is no best. There's no motorhomes are better than towables. Though I think a few people on that video thought we were really slamming the class A's, but we were not. We no. just, that's not the choice we made.
0: <laughs> well, no, they didn't feel that we were very credible because we don't do school bus. Well, so that's part of they, it too. Yeah, they really didn't feel like we had a whole lot of uh, ground to stand on. But what we did get out of that was, again, like we had said in the video, we, we couldn't cover everything. We knew we Would probably miss some points because you know we didn't want to keep people for 20 minutes so there were a couple of comments that came out of it a lot of comments actually that were really really interesting to read and and read about why people picked what they picked like if you're in a place where you're still trying to decide where you want to go It's so great to hear what others had to say. And everyone had really varying reasons for why they went with a fifth wheel or why they went with a class A or even why, you know, they're doing a truck camper. So go over there and read those. But there were two comments we wanted to highlight on this episode to just talk about some points that we thought were really good, valuable points to bring up. So the first one was from a YouTube user, Can Do RV. And he did say you missed two major points. The first one being security in a towable. You must leave the safety of your house in order to escape a dangerous situation. That is absolutely true. We have been there a few times. Most recently when we were in Alabama. You do have to leave, and you do have to hope that everything is going to be okay. I and will... I
1: think he's talking specific. He or she is talking specifically about you know maybe a person that you're you're scared about, but but. But our situation in Alabama was a weather situation yeah and that's a that's a similar thing
0: absolutely and I would say in that situation I don't know that I would have advised driving your class A out to go somewhere else yeah. like at that point it's a it's a hotel what no matter what you're in now yes of course uh, you could leave your you go out for the day and you could leave your home and something could happen to it absolutely so you know, go ahead, take that point. It's a really valid one. The second point he brought up was if you break down on the road in a towable, you are stuck there. I think this is a very important point and I'm glad that he brought this up. You have no other option other than to wait for a tow and maybe two tows as a lot of roadside service plans will only cover your tow vehicle, not your trailer as well. In a motor home, you have a towed, you can unhook and go for help. Even if you don't have a towed, you can wait for a tow and won't leave anything behind. I will say that it was if the truck was to break down, I that would be rough. Yeah. That would yeah. be really, really rough. Having been in a bus conversion, I'll stop calling it a Class A because it really ruffles feathers. Having been in a bus conversion and having been there when the bus breaks down, it's not like you just hop in the car and leave. Somebody has to stay. You have to stay. You yeah, can't just yeah. leave it on the side of the road. Now you can get in your tow vehicle and maybe, you know, one of us and the kids can go and find what is needed or get the part or whatever.
1: Which we've done.
0: <laughs> yes we have. So <laughs>
1: Camp on the side on the shoulder of the road while Daddy go gets the part. Oh, I just
0: I hope <laughs> That, you know, either situation is never ideal. It's not ideal to break down on the side of the road no matter what you are in. But it's a very good point to think about. Like, with having two engines to service comes having two engines that drive. Yeah. You want to grab this next one? Sure.
1: Jack Tyler says, I thought one point you could have mentioned in the 90% of RVs are towable category is that a smaller towable is the way most folks choose their first experiment with the RV life. Jumping up into a motorhome with the size and the cost, etc., to decide if life on the road is what you want to do is probably not the better option. Very true, especially if you're like going to be spending a, a, a lot of money. A lot of people buy their starter RV, just like you might buy a starter home, their starter RV that they try out, and and they know they know one day they want to spend a lot of money on a nice one, but they're going to start and make sure that they like this. They might start with a pop up, they might start with a small travel trailer. But that's absolutely true. Yes,
0: if going RV would have us believe anything, though, is that most people when they buy their first RV are moving into a Class A. I would I would say the only reason why I could see a Class A. Being or a a motorhome being a first-time purchase, is if you don't have the tow vehicle for the towable, for the trailer, and you don't want to make that investment into a new truck, or you are a family, a larger family, and you want to have that space to move around as you're driving. I mean, a lot of comments were, especially for the Class A folks, were from families who were saying, you know, it's really convenient for us to be able to help people go to the bathroom or get a snack, you know, because we're all there in the class A. I, I,
1: you know, I do want to add though. There, there, are, I think a lot of people have a lot of misinformation, and this is part of why we did this video a, about some of the differences between. Because a lot of people would say things like, "Well, but with a motorhome, you have a generator." um or but with a motorhome you have leveling and the, you know things that exist with trailers um mm-hmm. and and I, I there are honestly a lot fewer differences between a motorhome and a trailer than i think people think there are
0: yeah and you know i will say ha- having the convenience of being able to get up and use the restroom when you're in a class a was great because henry is notorious for being fine as we go past a rest area, after I've done a check-in with everyone, and we zip on past the rest area, and then, like, two minutes later, he is squirming in his seat, and he's doing the car seat dance. And it's like, well, we just – you remember that rest area back there? Well, no, there's not another one for, like, 30 miles. So, you know, in those moments, there are have been times when I thought, man, oh, I wish I could just – Pick him up and safely walk him back. Have him do his thing. Get him back. Yeah, into I mean his even po-
1: even but, like what we would do in the bus usually would be we would pull over and he would use the bathroom. Yeah, but but you could pull over anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You could stop. Anywhere, yeah. I mean, if you stop on the side of the road with your towable, you're being you're watering the grass. Well, in
1: a lot of towables, you can do it, but ours, <laughs> you have to put the slide out, and yeah. that's that's the both that's of true. ours. You I'm have only, to put the slide I, out.
0: I can only speak from our experience, and our experience when we pull over is someone's watering the grass.
1: Henry has watered some grass in the past. That is absolutely true. You're
0: welcome, Iowa. <laughs> All right,
1: it's time to move on. We want to mention uh, real quick that you can join us for. Something that's been going on for a few years now called Full Time Freedom Week, which is sort of a, a digital seminar for people who are planning to go full time or newly full time. <laughs> the uh, name says it all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's September twentieth to twenty fourth. It's free the week of but there are options that you can purchase the material to watch after the event a 30-day pass is on sale now for 19 dollars, marked down from 29 and a lifetime pass is on sale for 79 down from 99 uh, but again you can just watch it for free if you're available that whole week because it's all day long yes uh, uh that whole week you can find the link to get the discount and sign up at rvmiles.com ftf
0: Yeah. And we should mention, too, that, you know, we're speaking and we're doing a seminar on national parks uh, as full timers and how you navigate national parks, camping, visiting all the different passes. But there's also a host of of really fantastic people who are speaking. Our friends Heath and Alyssa from the RV Entrepreneur are going to be speaking. Our friend Damien from Rootless Living will be there. Uh, You, me, and the RV is going to be speaking as well. There's a ton of information to be had. So if this is something that you've been thinking about, something you're planning on wanting to do in the future is to go full-time, I would absolutely recommend that you do this. It's not just geared to... Uh, couples or individuals or families it really is inclusive for anyone and everyone who is interested in the full-time lifestyle
1: all right we're going to turn the air conditioning back on for about 10 <laughs> minutes and then we will going to be back and we're going to talk about grumpy family members and friends in the rv lifestyle
0: we'll be right back Find your next camping adventure with the Spot Tonight app. Spot Tonight offers real-time visibility across numerous campgrounds available for immediate booking. Easy to use and free to download with Spot Tonight, you can build a traveling profile, share parks with friends via messaging, and mark your favorite campgrounds. Travelers can search for specific parks that meet their exact needs for tonight and beyond. No more blind searches in hopes of finding an available spot. Simply look, book, and go. Campground owners download the spot tonight app and see how your park can join a vastly expanding network for more information. Visit spottonight.com or simply download the app in the Apple or Google play stores, look book and go with spot tonight.
1: All right. Uh, we, we've every year that we've been on the road, we have heard from lots of people that have had issues with family members in, uh, in choosing to go full time, especially with children, uh, that's a big one. Uh, but even just buying an RV in general and getting into the RV lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some family members have legitimate concerns, but some family members and friends are a little bit more difficult, shall we say. And sometimes you just, you, you gotta deal with those people because, you know, it's your, it's your spouse's parent or whatever it is. And you just have, you, you have to find the ways to, to handle it. And we're so fortunate that that everybody in our families was mm-hmm. incredibly supportive.
0: And we're certainly not here to tell you, you know, exactly how to deal with this. This is a very just sort of open and fluid discussion that we're going to have about how you can, in a, I guess, for lack of a better word, reclaim your joy. Okay, because sometimes, and I think even for some individuals, when you know. you begin this and especially right now, everyone that's, oh, you bought into the hype. Oh, you bought something that's not going to be worth anything. Why did you waste your money? Oh, you're going to go, you know, you spent all this money to. What's that meme that goes around? It makes me so angry when I see it because I think it's so disrespectful. It's, you know, spends $80 a night to go live like a homeless person. A, so disrespectful to homeless people. Like, don't do that to them. And then B, don't don't do that to someone because they've found something that they find joy in. That meme just, on so many levels, makes me so angry.
1: Yeah, it, it, one thing you have to remember, though, is that people react in ways that are—they're um, not the right way to react, but they—they're coming from. Feelings that that person has, like maybe that per that family member is upset because they they feel like they're going to lose you, like you're not going to be around anymore, or your their grandkids are not going to be around anymore.
0: Okay, so let's start this then, because you've moved into a full time role. Yeah. So let's start let's start there. So you have decided to uh, go full time, and you want to share this information with the important people in your life, and you're starting to feel a lot of negative pushback. I cannot speak to the kind of negative pushback that is very, very extreme. I think that we can't give advice in that particular realm where you've got family members threatening to take action against you. That can be really detrimental. That's a whole other ball of wax. But if we can just talk in the realm of just yeah, sort of I- just really negative. So you've, you've shared with them that you're going full time. Nobody is excited for you. What, what are you going to do about this? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How will the kids be socialized? How will the kids thrive? How are you going to handle education, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is so overwhelming to take on when you've already made a decision that fills you with joy, but at the same time also can fill you with a little dread because it's a major life change. So I think, you know, looking at that, how do you take all of that in that you're getting from the people in your life? And how do you filter it out so yeah. that you can still go and do something with you by yourself or your partner or your family or your your pets that you feel at this moment in time is right for you?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I wish I had the answers <laughs> to that. I can say that there are some things that I could offer as suggestions to help to preempt that. You know to help help try to try to avoid that happening. And one of the and and most of those things are things that are probably best to do anyway. Like beginning homeschooling before you hit the road, Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's very much worthwhile to spend at least six months homeschooling before you start doing you know doing the homeschooling and learning how to be full-time travelers all in one fell swoop is hard. I guess the other option is that you just stop schooling for several months until you figure your life out on the road.
0: I am a big advocate of de-schooling. When you first get on the road, you need to just shut down for a month or two and just be present in the environment that you're in, get to know the environment you're in, let your kids get to know it, find out what kind of travelers you are going to be, and then slowly begin to bring education back into that. Because what you might believe education is going to look like before you get on the road is not what the education is going to look like once you get on the road. It will change, and it will continue to change over time as your kids get older. I would say for those who are offering that kind of negative, just slamming you with questions, is really just to say to them, this is is a lot, and I understand that you have a lot of questions, but our family, my person, me and my partner... We feel confident in this and we need you to have the confidence in us. And if you can't have the confidence in us right now, then I need you to just reserve your judgment for never. Like yeah. just hold it. And I, that can be really hard and awkward to say to someone because you fear that it could lead to like a negative place, that there could be a fight, that you know they might not come back at you. But I think if you you have to kind of, do what you feel is best to, to calm that person's fears without justifying why you're doing this.
1: You can also I, I, you and your partner, if you're if you're a couple doing making this dis- yeah. decision, I think it's really important that you have these conversations and come at it with a united front too. Yeah. Because what can often happen, I think, is that you know one person who isn't so comfortable in dealing with their own parents goes to them and, and is like, well, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's really my wife's idea and she, she really yeah. wants to try it, so we're going to give it a shot. And it's that's sort of a- like
0: when you know, someone invites you to go do something. And so this has been going around on TikTok too. When someone invites you to go do something and you say, I need to check with my wife, that's your way of saying, no, I can't go. And it's all her fault, (laughs) which is your, you're using the wife as an excuse to not go do the thing you don't want to go do. So yes, in that way, when you, if you have to come at it from a united front. And really, I, I would say too, if you are concerned that people are going to be negative, that you have a, a friend or family member that might view this negatively, to really have everything, you don't have to announce it the minute you decide you're going to do it. Right, right. You Take don't, your you time. You don't figure out
1: a plan. And you can even say, look, and there's no way this is lying because this always works. We're gonna try this for for a year, and if it doesn't work out, we're going we're gonna go back into whatever situation yeah. we were in before. That's no, that's not a lie for anyone because no. everybody's just trying. You know, there's if it doesn't work for you, you are gonna go back no matter what. Yeah. So that's that's always okay, and I think it's okay to say, look, we're gonna get in an RV, we're gonna travel the country for a year. Doesn't that sound it 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 it's so much more palatable, I think, for a person who you know is going to be difficult because I'm all about managing people who I know are going to be difficult in advance. That's not, what I'm are not talking to about me, you. Person,
0: as you look directly into my eyes. And
1: if you th- you you know, if you think, you're going to have and you know, right? You know if you're yeah, gonna you know have it's a challenge be. with someone, you know yeah. who it's gonna be, and you you know if it's somebody that you need to worry about or not. So you go to that person without without saying, We're upending our lives entirely, we're selling everything we own, and we're going to live in campgrounds in an RV, see a buy. <laughs> if you say we have this awesome idea to explore the country for a year in an mm. RV. We're going to take a, you know, the kids are going to take a year off school. We're going to homeschool them for that year. And hey, maybe if it works out, we'll keep homeschooling them. But that's what we're going to do. And we're going to see how it goes.
0: You know, one question we used to get at the beginning of this, and we don't get it as much anymore. I don't know if you've noticed this. We used to get the question all the time. How long do you think you're going to do this? Mm -hmm. How long do you think you're going to do this? How long do you think you're going to be on the road? Are you going to do this forever? We used to get that a lot. And our joint statement has always been, we are going to do this for as long as it works for our family yeah. and that this has always been a family decision. This is the same statement we make every single time we are presented with that question. And over time, the questions have stopped because every time we're asked that by somebody, be it you know someone we know or just even someone that we're fortunate enough to to meet out in the community... We always say this is we've this is a family decision yeah. and when the family is this is no longer working for the family then just like everything else in life, we will do something different we will move we will we will put roots down somewhere maybe
1: yeah yeah it's just like if we move to you know a hundred miles away in a yeah. home if that if that town works out great if it doesn't we move it's the same right. thing
0: I think when you work to normalize the narrative yeah then it doesn't become so scary to people who could never imagine selling everything they own. That said, I also think you only handhold people for so long and then you have to do what is best to take care of you and focus on what you're doing and Find a way to be like this is this is non negotiable. Okay, like we're doing this.
1: They'll come around someday. Yeah. But the the other, we're looking at this because of our age and because we have children from a a a, A
0: parenting family family parenting a homeschooling
1: perspective. But I imagine this happens even more with older couples who are planning on selling their home and hitting the road, and they're trying to tell their children. Their
0: kids are like, wait, I'm sorry. You're supposed to watch Jimmy on Friday night. Yeah. Like, Where are you? I don't understand. Yeah. Or look, that
1: house is my inheritance. What are you doing? with that? Wait,
0: Where, Where's my baby book, mom and dad? Like, yes, you know. Or I don't want to take all of these things from my childhood. You're just supposed to keep them over there. Yes. And I also was, as we've been talking about this, I was thinking to myself, what if one of our boys came to us in their early 20s, maybe fresh out of college, or maybe they've decided they want a gap year. And they say, I, I want to get a class B van and I want to drive around. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, well, this is the route we're on and you can follow us. But, but I've known, actually, I've known some families who their older kid has purchased a class B and they continue to travel, but The older kid lives in the class B. We
1: we have friends whose plan is when their kids go to college to buy them a couple Airstreams and stick them in a campground near the college instead of putting them in a dorm.
0: Exactly. So I think, you know, but I thought to myself, (laughs) what would my reaction be to my child? Would I feel, you know, uh, first there would be the fear of, you know, you're going out, you're traveling around. But, you know, there's so many different ways that this could come to you that you could be presenting this information in so many different ways. So, you know, be open to the person you're talking to and what their relationship is to you. Are they fearful that they're losing a friend? Are they not going to see their grandkids as much? Are they worried about their mom and dad? Is this a, you know, is this their child that, you know, they're still sort of separating, you know, moving into adulthood? There's just so many different ways that we all feel separation yeah
1: and going full-time or just buying a really expensive rv and and downsizing in order to do that or uh, and hitting the road for six months out of the year in your retirement you know wintering whatever those are major life changes major Mm -hmm. life decisions and um if you come to those people with you already have the answers to all the questions, which you should anyway. Because if you don't have the answers to all the questions, then you probably haven't thought it through enough. Yeah. You should have
0: had those conversations with yourself so that you can then go and impart them. Should you want to, you are not obligated to explain yourself. I mean, but if you are wanting to share with this person and you want, really want this person to understand, then yes, absolutely have those answers and be prepared to respond to the questions that they may have
1: yeah and you know some people it just makes sense to not bring it up until you have all those <laughs> answers and some people are the people that you would talk it through with right but and you just have to know what kind of person yeah, you're dealing with You do. and there are
0: all <laughs> different kinds of people in this world but let's take this out of the full-time mm-hmm. realm for a little bit because not everybody is a full-time RVer. let's say that you have been fortunate enough to make an RV purchase and you are over the moon about this. And what ends up happening is you have some people very close to you in your life who are saying things like, oh, well, way to waste your money. Oh, the minute you drove it off the lot, it's not worth anything now. Good luck with that. Those are just comments that can really, they can really cut, they can really Mm -hmm. hurt. And so it's about how do you, and I don't have the answers to all of this. I, you know, I make mistakes talking to people every single day. Jason will say that yesterday after the little tiff we had with (laughs) each other. (laughs) But, you know, I think you have to find a way to talk to those people and let them know. But also at the same time, just... Don't let them take that from you. Like if you have bought this and you really, really want to go do this and you're only going to use it for four weekends out of the year, who cares? Go use it for four weekends
1: out of the year. I I have a – I guess my perspective in that situation is like when we're talking about going full time and kids are involved or selling houses are involved – then I understand when family members want to be like, you know, right. really want to get in on that decision and like caution you and stuff like that. But when you're talking about, you know, buying a recreational vehicle for your enjoyment. I feel like it's none of their darn business. No. I mean, <laughs> no, you know? it's not. And but if they're the type of person that's going to you I feel like.
0: But you get a brother or you get an yeah. uncle or a cousin or a sister or a parent or a, a person and and you know they are saying these things to you and you're not necessarily looking for validation from them well, but you, look, you know when somebody when somebody
1: says you're you know that RV is going to depreciate um you, you know 30% after you buy it this is what I would say how quickly does your plane ticket depreciate how quickly does your hotel room depreciate <laughs>
0: how quickly did that Disney World trip depreciate yeah. <laughs>
1: It, the instant it was over, it, it was done.
0: Right. right? And listen, you probably paid more for that week in Disney than I will pay for my <laughs> my mortgage on this RV all year long.
1: <laughs> so I, you know, i I think there is probably a, a different tack to take with that type of person. and and you maybe think about whether that person is somebody that you need to be close to on a regular basis or not.
0: <laughs> well, I do think that. All of these conversations. I the reason why we really wanted to talk about this is because one of the things that I thought about, and I would like to trans, I would like to also kind of have this move into a little bit of the um, online sphere when you know you are joyful for something as a new RVer. And this is really why I wanted to talk about this today, because, you know, there is this idea that, you know, new RVers right now, I think it must be very hard to navigate being a new RVer in this current climate when we've named you all COVID campers and, you know, newbies or torons or all these awful ways to describe what you have figured out is really enjoyable what we have all known
1: yeah there's so many people there that think that like all these people so many rvers so many seasoned rvers think all these people that are buying these rvs are gonna hate it like do you (laughs) hate it why do you do it right
0: i i wanted to talk about this because i felt like having that conversation about what it is to deal with this face-to-face can also be kind of what it's like to deal with this in the online world and And
1: it's it's worse because uh, people are feel the need to say more and loud they they have that shield of the the computer screen in front of them up just unlocks people's mouths a lot
0: yes it does and sometimes they need to lock those back up but you know i think that in those spaces as well you cannot allow people to and I say it again, steal your joy. I don't know a better way. I'm not really big into a lot of, you know, the, the buzzwords for, you know, emotional freedom and things that feel very like Oprah's Book Club to me. No offense to Oprah's Book Club, but you know what I mean, right? And so, but you, you have to, if you're going to ask those questions, just know that there are going to be people who are never going to be supportive, and then there will be a collection of people that will be. That is going to happen in your real life. And that is going to happen in your online life as well.
1: But you know what? The internet can also be a powerful place where you can find other people who have gone through the same thing. Absolutely. And so we are, we're in like the full-time families Facebook groups, for instance, where This question comes up a lot Mm -hmm. for people who have decided to go full time and they don't know how to tell their family members or they told their family members and they're having challenges with that. And then you've got this group of people that have all gone through it before and are supportive and can can help you navigate it or can just can just be a sounding board or can just tell you, hey, I've been there, too. And you're not alone.
0: So. I'm sure we offered nothing concrete in this (laughs) discussion, but I really enjoyed having it because these are things that in different aspects of life, we ourselves are dealing with on a daily basis. We're very, very fortunate to have supportive friends and family for our full-time journey and for what we do in life. But we also know what it's like to have people come at you for the choices that you make. And it hurts a lot. And it's about how to not allow that hurt to keep you from pursuing the things that you love or the thing that you've worked hard for. You worked hard for that RV. You go and enjoy that RV in whatever way you want to enjoy it.
1: All right. We'll be back in a minute with our fresh tank, Black Tank. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Autoformers, beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. But the Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small affordable part that you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years, and they now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoFormers.com. That's RVMILES for 10% off at H-U-G-H-E-S AutoFormers.com. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week?
0: My black tank this week is the realization that I cannot bring as many books as I want to bring. <sighs> and that is really cutting me to the core, Jason. I,
1: uh... I I'm want to hold the, I want to hold the, I don't, the, the, I.
0: you should just say, I am sorry that <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. That
0: yes, I'm sorry. That's that the
1: situation that we're. I know how in. you.
0: It's. I know how much you love books, hon, and I Look, wish we could bring them all.
1: I, we haven't checked our weight yet, so we don't know what the, that situation is yet. But you mm. know, bumping up to a big fifth wheel doesn't always mean a lot more storage.
0: No, it doesn't. And that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Like I've been going through every night before I go to bed, I take a couple of the cookbooks I wanted to keep with me. I go through them. I decide whether or not I'm actually ever going to cook out of this cookbook. And I, <laughs> I will say we have gone from probably seven, eight or nine cookbooks. I think we're down now to like three. <laughs> you know, there are lots so, of cookbooks
1: available for the iPad.
0: Oh, that's, so just put I it on the
1: counter I, and cook out of it.
0: I will be, and maybe this is a product of my generation. Maybe this is a Gen X thing. I don't know. I will always be someone, for the most part, who really wants the book in her hand.
1: Yeah, but you're you're reading off of a Kindle. You're reading your novels oh, off of yes. a Kindle constantly now.
0: Well yes, that's because I can't bring all of those yeah. books. I don't really have a choice. So I am going through and part of the reason why I'm choosing books to, you know, go through right now is because out in the truck is a weekend bag full of Christmas decorations. Because I am convinced I am determined, I should say, that we will have Christmas decorations in this home this year. Even though
1: we'll be spending two weeks around Christmas with family.
0: You never know what's going to happen in life. And I think it would be an injustice to our children if I did not have seasonal... We are coming upon a season. September, October, November, December. That is the seasonal decorating. That is when fall, y'all. That's when it's like, (laughs) happy Halloween. And then you've got the turkeys. I mean, they're... There is so much going on and Ethan and I just want to make, we're going to, this place is going to vomit the holidays. You have been warned. (laughs) Okay. What is in your fresh tank this week? So my fresh tank is last night we hosted for the first time ever, for the first time in almost five years. We hosted a family gathering. Yeah,
1: I heard you say that last night, and that's absolutely not true, but it was well, a lot of... It was the first time in a long time, I which is a lot of fun. I don't
0: count Buffalo River.
1: You don't count when we actually had people camping with us. We had four of your family members camping Jason, with us for a week.
0: Jason, first off, it was four days. It, it rained, was a week. It rained the whole time.
1: <laughs>
0: My parents stayed in their tent most of the time. And then when we were able to cram everyone into the bus, it was hot. There wasn't enough space for people to sit. And I'm talking about being able to welcome people into my home and for everyone to have a place to sit, for it not to be boiling, to have counter space enough to set out food, like to actually we entertained
1: we had space for entertaining the the thing we always make fun of on when we watch go rving or even when we watch house hunters like what do you need that space for entertaining for you're never going to entertain and look we did it
0: we entertained and we i will eat all those words (laughs) it was fantastic now did anyone stay the night no we didn't have guests nobody stayed the night nobody wants to sleep out there no but we entertained and it was Awesome. And it gets my fresh tank. All right. All right, Jay. What is in your black tank? Uh,
1: So we have had the Rhino sewer hoses mm-hmm. for, for years. I love them. They're great. They I've never had an issue with one leaking or anything like that. In fact, I've stepped on one and crushed it, and it's still been good. Um, but when we sold our trailer, we left the sewer hoses with that for that couple that bought the trailer, which... I don't know if I bought a trailer. I'd probably throw the sewer hoses away and get some new ones. Moving but, on, but I gave them to them anyway. Uh, and uh, I bought a new 15 foot Rhino sewer hose. And the problem is, is that the clear elbow because mm-hmm. normally before I like had a clear elbow that I attached, and it's the thing that you can you know see Each the waste coming view. out. I I think it is useful to be able to see like once you flushed out the tank that is the water running clear and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we've had this conversation. So the clear elbow on this 15-foot sewer hose is not removable. It's attached to it. The threads you can detach. So Mm -hmm. the elbow's done in a way so it still does fit like in a bumper if you've got like a sliding bumper. Or we've got a tube underneath the RV that under the saber that we can slide ours into. But the problem is on the saber, the the tube is really meant for a 15-foot hose. And that clear elbow makes it too long so I have to really jam it in there and I can't remove it and I'm really really annoyed by that because it means also that like you can't attach another one to that end of it I could attach one to the other end but yes but you know sometimes if you do have a sewer hose that has a leak in it or something you want to be able to replace and right right I I like having the parts separate and I think it's really annoying and I that I didn't realize this so just encouraging you to if that some of you might like that but if you buy a new hose to make sure that it is what you want because that's not what I want it
0: yes and I suspect we'll be buying a new one <laughs> probably because I yeah. it's not
1: it's not going in there easily oh it really is not
0: all right well let's let's talk about your fresh tank okay. how about that <laughs> so my fresh tank
1: so I I saw a poll online uh, a while back about things that That RVers uh, don't care about that manufacturers think they Mm do, right? And the thing that topped that poll was USB ports, which is a little weird to me because I, you know, we have so many things that I mean, our kids have their own Kindles. We have an iPad and our own phones and we have the cameras and there's so much stuff these days that runs off of, you know, USB power and one of the great things about being in an rv is you've got your battery power and then if you can plug something into your a usb port that d- goes directly to the battery you're not wasting power because when you use those bricks those you lose energy yeah off of those and especially if you're like using an inverter to invert your battery power and then you're plugging something in an outlet and it's converting it back to dc you're losing 15 percent power twice then. yeah right so it's great in an rv to be able to plug right into a usb port uh now i think one of the reasons a lot of people don't care is a lot of the usb ports in a lot of rvs are done in a terrible way like they're often the slow charging ones yeah and they're often in a terrible spot so like in our last rv we had two charging ports that were right by our TV, and hey. that was it. There were two that were in the sofa, but those only work. they only worked when the sofa was plugged into the wall, which defeats the purpose. Yeah. It's running off the 120-volt power.
0: I mean, there are USB ports just like here, 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 they here, 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 here. They're everywhere. Everywhere
1: in this rig. Yeah. They are by each side of the sofa, each side of the bed where they absolutely should be. (laughs) There is one that is by the stove. There is one that's on our little coffee bar. There are, them. they're up in the kids' room. They are everywhere. And I love it because we can charge our phones wherever we wanna charge our phones. We can plug the computers directly into the wall where everyone, and we don't have to be using an inverter. We don't have to be, uh, we don't have to be using a generator. We just plug right in. And we're good to go.
0: In a world where Jason Epperson being disconnected for even an hour makes him break out in hives, he has found a home that can always ensure that he is the first one to see that comment, the first one to get that piece of news, first one to see that email. And and I love it. They're
1: the fast charging type, too, which makes all the difference. You can't look at all USB ports. It's the same. Because some of them charge, like the ones in our old RV, mm-hmm. charged slower than you would the da- battery usage of using it. So they if, didn't actually charge, right? If you
0: were plugged in using the device it would die on the you. device would still die yeah, on you You'd yeah be like i yeah. don't understand what's and, happening and here. we
1: tried to plug our computers into that oh, man that was a and joke. it would have taken like three days to charge a computer <laughs>
0: if we wanted to yeah there would have been no podcast that week all right well thankfully we can stay connected and charged 24 7 365
1: all right it's time to wrap up this episode with our tip from the rv community and why don't you share this one with us?
0: Yeah. So this one comes from Rick and this is coming just directly from the RV miles Facebook group. He had left a post in there that was saying that he loved the new tip segment. He loved it even more than the puzzlers, but, and he's a puzzler guy, but he still absolutely loves the tip segment. And he just wanted to share a little potential tip for anyone else. And this has to do with ice. And he's referencing back that a while ago, we black tanked ice cube management. And I, we were, probably talking about how notorious people are in this house for not filling the ice cube trays. So he said that here's what he does, and he's recalling days before ice makers, but you never take a single cube from the tray unless you have more trays than you you, you use ice. So what they do is they empty a whole tray into a bag or a bin and then they refill the tray. And so this way you won't run out and you just get a cube or two out of the bag. It's quick and easy. The kids know don't use the ice tray. Use the ice that's in so, the bag. So
1: you need you need four or five cubes for your, your glass of water.
0: Or, or my wine spritzer. Or your wine spritzer.
1: Yes. So instead of pulling them out of a tray, yes. you dump that whole tray into a bag or a bin. And then you take what you need. And then you always have a bin filling up. Yeah, this, this probably is like people are probably like duh yeah that's how everyone does it I know but
0: and here Abby and Jason are like no, what a good we idea. that
1: out <laughs>
0: oh we should have done that as literally yeah. I think somewhere in this room the pelican our little tiny pelican is sitting filled with <laughs> A bag of ice that we bought from uh, the camp host yesterday, and we just dumped it in the Pelican, and we we're like, get ice out of the Pelican. It's just easier.
1: And never put it in the freezer. We have a giant <sighs> freezer.
0: No, well, it's, we went to Costco, so (laughs) I just, but I liked this, and he says, you know, it's a really great way to dial in the efficiency of RV life. He added on another tip, too, that you need to really be efficient with the ice and to make sure that there's always enough ice. Only fill the tray before you go to bed. Your freezer will be more efficient at night because you're not opening it and closing it, so it's not losing any cold air, and then also you're not filling it before like a travel day or before you take off or something, and then that's getting splashed everywhere, so i just you know it's so simple to be talking about ice but like right now as we are sitting here sweating in this rv because the high today was like 99 and we wanted to film inside i'm just <laughs> thinking to myself boy i wish i had done this and had a backup bag of ice in there cuz i'd probably just dump it all maybe over maybe it's
1: time for an ice maker people love their ice makers We've got we've gone five years without one and it's been fine. we're yeah, not, we're not think, like huge look, ice people. Though.
0: No, we're not huge ice people. We tend to just drink right from the can. But I think I'm going to take Rick's suggestion first. Before buying an ice maker that's going to take up counter space, right?
1: All right, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast.
0: Yes, it is. And before we run off, we want to invite you to join us on our two other podcasts. Did you know that we do three podcasts every single week? We have the (laughs) America. We do three podcasts, and we do try to do them on a weekly basis. But sometimes life gets in the way. But we do do them, and so we have the America's National Parks podcast, and we have the See America podcast. And these are really short, digestible podcasts that run somewhere from 10 to 15 minutes each. So if you haven't had a chance to go over there and take a listen, we would absolutely love to welcome you to that community over there. I want to say that by the time we come back for this next episode, we will be over a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. We are only four reviews away right now from 1,000 as we are recording this. So if you are listening, you could be our 1,000th reviewer and that would be amazing. So please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave RV Miles a five-star review. Even my watch is excited for it. <laughs> that will get us in front of a whole new group of listeners. We cannot thank you enough. I will put a link to that directly at rvmiles.com 210 or you can find it in the description on YouTube. And of course, anything that we talked about today, including the deals from some of our great sponsors, rvmiles.com slash 210. And finally, shop in Amazon. We want to shop with you. Just go to amazon.com slash shop slash rvmiles before you head out there and everything you purchase, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he will give us a little teeny tiny kickback. All right. Thank you so very much for joining us this week. Enjoy your travels. Enjoy your RV however you want to enjoy it. And keep logging those RV miles.
1: Bye, everybody.